jerk You know it's time to get this work The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine No political corrections Always sleep, fuck being awoke We discuss politics and jokes Cry, we lick There's levels to this shit Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Aries Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot, racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders We got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Run up and get touched up Suicide <laughs> And all of y'all know my style Oh, I want to wish you all guys, I uh, hope you had a very good Thanksgiving. Uh, thank God Andy and I uh, obviously have pre-recorded this. For those of you who are now watching this on YouTube, you can't see it. Uh, of course, you see us from the waist and chest up. I'm leaning so far back, you see me from the neck up. The giblets. The giblets. Uh, but from the waist down, we are completely both butt naked. Uh, we ate Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, there's something I was surprised at. <laughs> we ate Thanksgiving, and we got to let these motherfucking turkeys breathe, baby. Um, okay. I don't know what we're going to call this episode. I, 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 I think we should call it Aries is Stupid. Uh, because, dude, we are talking money, 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 money. Oh, man. You know, I was telling somebody I, I was I was on Instagram. And I wish I could remember this brother's quote. I, I, I think I'm going to paraphrase this and fuck this up. But the long and short of it was. Uh, God, God, I know I'm going to fuck this up. He was basically saying. There was a, a thing I posted. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I, here, let me play the post. It's not long at all. Uh, and then maybe, just maybe, I could find this nigga's reaction. Uh, so here we go. People who say money is not important are the ones that don't actually have it. Yes. Because you think about how many poor people will trade places with rich people, but how many rich people will trade places with poor people? Yes. So obviously, the number of poor people that will trade places with rich people is a lot higher than the rich people that will trade places with poor people, telling us that even if you're unhappy with money, Absolutely. you still want to keep it, Absolutely. right? And people say to me, you know, um, money's not everything. I say to them, but water's not everything. Yeah, what kind of logic is that? Yeah. <laughs> water's not everything, so you should stop drinking water. Like, what kind of stupid... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People come, and you know why people make these rationalizing statements? Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to compensate for the lack of achievement in yes. the area of money. Yes. Yeah, of course. They're trying so, to make process. themselves feel comfortable in their own situation. Correct. They're trying to make it sound like, hey, you know what? It's okay. I'm, I'm okay. Um, and, but that's ego. What they should be going is they're looking in the mirror and going, I'm fucked up on this. Yes. I need to fix it. And then the yeah. same people pretend that they're being humble. Yeah. How's that humility? Humility is looking himself in the mirror and going, I'm fucking up in the area of money. Let me yeah. fix it. Yeah, let me yes. fix it. Rather than going, oh, you know, my... Off the top, any any thoughts on that statement? Yeah, I, I don't. I just want you to give me a little bit of. Oh, I found it. Okay, I just wanted you to fill in until I find this dude's okay. comment. But I but, found. But it. I do want to make a comment. Okay, on please that. do. Please do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I think money is uh, money makes things easier. Money money makes things easier until money becomes the thing that's hard. 
but money does make life easier. I mean, it's easier if you can pay your bills than if you can't pay your bills. It's easier if you can pay for your food. It's easier if you can pay for your kids. It's easier if you can do that. Uh, no one wants to not be able to afford certain things. Uh, but uh, there's two things. And he, he said water. Uh, and, and this was a thing that a lot of people, and I was getting frustrated because they kept alluding to what he was saying about water. And they were going, well, no, that doesn't make sense because you need water to live. You don't need money to live. And I just went, are you motherfuckers that stupid? Are y'all really missing his point? Y'all are taking it literal. Of course you need water to live, but you need money too. Yes. The idea that y'all keep saying, well, he's, that was a bad analogy because you could live without money. You can't live without water. No, you can't live without money. Unless you're ready to go be a homeless person, you can't live without money. You can, but it's, it presents a different challenge. A horrible challenge. Well, there's different ways to live, though. You could live, you go completely off the grid. You could live, grow your own food, live in a place where you didn't need money. You could do a barter system where you had, a, a, and here's, here's to his point what I didn't like about him using water. Because water isn't, to his theory, water isn't the, 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 the correlation. That isn't the piece that fits with, with money. First of all, with water, yes, you need water to live, like you just said. You do need water to live. But if you put that and you, you compare it to money, how much water, if you had that much water to equal what a billion dollars is worth to, to the world money, would people not come take it for you? How would you store it? How would you keep it? How would you prevent other people from having it? Would you have to trade that water? Because now the water is, if, if it's equal to money, if he's trying to do, uh, that, that's it. But if you take money, take water out of it, because water isn't important to me, make it time. Well, yes. Because well, time is the real currency. Right. And so when, when I say that is, if time is the real currency and money is, is an object to make your life easier while you are given the currency of time without integrity, without integrity, money, if it was water and you had a, a majority of the water and there was people that didn't have enough water for their kids and you had gallons and drums and just huge backlogs of water. What kind of piece of shit human being are you? <laughs> so he fucking ruined himself by trying to compare money and water at the same time. But 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 again, I understand he, what his point he, I, okay. is. Okay, so, so from 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 a technical. But that's why I'm saying with money, with anything of that magnitude, integrity becomes integral. Otherwise, it is just nothing. But you are the problem. It makes you the problem. Right. Well, the, here's the, the, the guy. This guy on Instagram says, uh, and wealthy people don't sit around talking about money. So I guarantee you he's not wealthy. To which I replied, and how would you know what wealthy people do? Are you wealthy? Birds of a single of a, of a certain feather flock together. You'd be crazy to think Jay-Z don't talk to Diddy about money or Bill Gates to Warren Buffett. Wealthy people won't talk to you about money. Because chances are you wouldn't be in a position to get close enough to be in their circle. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but money is a language and everybody can't speak it. So now this brings me to what we watched, the inside job and the big short. I feel dumb because I don't know this language. And I desperately want to know this language. But this isn't really about money. This is about investment. This is about all making, of it's under the language, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is, but it's it's about creating. It's about creating making money a commodity. And it really what it is to me, it's about integrity. You can have a billion dollars and still be, have integrity. You can have billions of dollars and still have integrity. How you use your money and what you use your money for, there's nothing wrong. If you build something and you earn some money, you earn money, you can use it. But when you do everything to better yourself and nothing to better society, that's a problem. When you have that kind of wealth, when when your only goal is to achieve wealth and not anything else. And when you'll do anything to get there. And that's what this movie's these these, these two movies that we want to talk about. Well, the documentary. Uh, which it was inside job inside job. And then I said, I watched the documentary. You wanted to talk about it. And I said, watch the big short. Cause it's a movie. And I think it puts it into context because it gives you a different viewpoint. And it, 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 it made it so that people who aren't familiar with the investment uh, categories that they were talking about could, could digest it a little bit easier. So these are two really good movies that if you want to understand how money, I guess it is how money works. I, I just, I, I have a hard time believing this is really money because this is uh Well, off the top. It's fraud. <clears throat> well, off the top though, in the big short, the thing that was, stood out to me was, you know, they got a respectable fucking cast. I mean, Christian Bale. Yeah. I mean, even though his part is a snippet, not Christian Bale, but Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, uh, S- Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. And some some guys that have been in some might not have the names, but have been in some notable things, huge things. And the reason I, but I really liked how they said people don't like to listen about money or we're talking, you know, it, the 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 education <laughs> of it. And I love that when they said, so we're going to have Mar- Margot Robbie explain this to you in a bubble bath. I mean, it was very funny how they put the movie together, right. so that there was information, but there was a movie as well. So I I really did enjoy it. And let me just ask you this question. And this is my this is my. Uh, my a, a little bit of a man crush kind of like I you know it's not so much that I, it's a man crush that I think he's like this good looking dude, but it's more like I see how people look at him. Mm-hmm. Even when Brad Pitt tries not to look like Brad Pitt, <laughs> still he's still Brad fucking Pitt. <laughs> hey man, it's a gift. Some dudes are more gifted I, yeah, than I others. Like, I looked at it and I was like, man, even it, you know, because scruffy and old and. Yeah, right. And, you know, and, but it was still Brad Pitt. Like he would right. walk down the street, people wouldn't you, you know right. him from a mile away. That's right. Brad. I, 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 it, it's it seems easy, but I I, I don't know. Like whatever. Um, That's not even the point of this. But yeah, great cast. It's actually a good. Where you when you watched it, I want to ask you this because you watched the other the first right. one when you watched uh, Inside Job first. Yeah, which originally you, I watched Inside Job first. But that was a while ago when I told you to watch it that I had it, forgotten it. So I, I watched Big Short last night and then I watched Inside Job again this morning. Okay, when you watch Big Short, did it help um, in the... This is where I say I feel stupid, Andy. You know, it, it's... Let me... And I definitely don't want to get off topic, and but I got to bring this up. What I was saying about the Hebrews to Negroes, and again, when I originally said You want to be as smart as you can. But unless it, to me, it truly, truly will affect my life and make a difference. I feel like what's the point of this information that I can't really use? Yes, I know it. I am knowledgeable about it. But unless I'm a contestant on Jeopardy, 
where if I answer these questions and win, I can gain something. Or unless I'm an educator where I am teaching the youth or other people about this, it enhances their lives, which gives me a certain satisfaction. It's almost like to me being a student of the martial arts. I know I'm my hands are, are, are lethal weapons registered. My legs, I, I can fight. I can kick the shit out of somebody. But anybody in the martial arts will tell me the last thing you ever want to do is fight. If you can avoid a fight at all costs, avoid the fight. So then a part of me just goes, what the fuck is the point of having this skill I'll never use? And I'm just going, I, you know, if you know the money game and you know the language and you understand it and you can utilize that, that can help enhance your life and change your life because you could be rich beyond your wildest dreams. The issue is, and here's where it kind of feels crazy. You would think that with that kind of knowledge, it would give you that kind of access to ridiculous amounts of wealth, which is a good thing in terms of how you want to live your life. But does the process have to be so fucking boring? Yes. And uninteresting. And, and here's the thing that I find myself doing. I'm going, all right. If, if one of the quickest ways to wealth or the best ways to wealth is real estate, well, then common sense would tell you, learn real estate. But five minutes into the course, I'm going, I have <laughs> no interest in this shit. So how do you force yourself? Do you just think about all the shit you're going to get when you get the money? So how do you push yourself to go through something that just doesn't interest you? Well, it's 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 a good it's a very good thing that you just said. It, it, it does, uh, listen, I think people have things that is innate in them from the time that they're born, from whatever, however that brain, that gray matter develops, that they can see that. Uh, to be an economist, to actually study the economy and to understand how those numbers work, that's a that's a something I could never ever do. Ever. I wouldn't want, I, I, of course, I would want to know how to do it if it didn't cause what you said, which would just be a strain on my ability to stay awake. It, it's, it, it, it's painful. Money's not, ex truly, money is not exciting. If money was exciting, people would just, instead of buying art, they would just take $100 bills and they would just put them all across their walls at their house and go, look, isn't it beautiful? How exciting is my wall? Right. It's not exciting. What you can do with money is exciting. Yes. And you would think, like I said, the thought of what you could do would be enough motivation to go, man, I'm going to put myself through whatever I got to put myself through because I know that when I do it, I'll take this information and this new power and this new ability and I'll get that Gulfstream jet. I'll get that fucking yacht. I could get the bad bitches. I could get the house and the cars and the jewelry. But wanting it and doing what's necessary to get it are two different worlds. Because our brains don't work that way. Most people, this is they did this test and they started with little kids. Um, and I don't even know, I don't, I don't know the framework of this test. I can just give you the basics and it'll make sense or it won't. They had a thing where they went, and I believe they were young, young enough to know better, like like maybe 11, 12 year old, because that's when your brain is really developing when it fits into. And they offered kids, they could have, I think it was three MMs now. 
Or the whole pack later. Or the whole pack at the end of the day. Right. I think that's what it was. It was something similar to what I'm saying. And then they would leave it there for the kid to make the decision. Most kids took mm-hmm. the three M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, and, and, and when you're, especially when you're young, especially when you're young, you know, you, you don't have comp- the, the compulsory controls where like, but I want that m M&M. and Like, I want to eat that M&M. Like, I want an M&M. And you don't think about how much better the whole pack will be at the end of the day and then way out the, way out the time, it's better. Yeah. But it's our natural instinct is, is, is to, take the, to take the gratification now. Um, you know, it's who we are. And this is, and, and we become more the society. You say this all the time because people talk about karma. And I love this because it, karma fits into this as well. In the Bible, it says, uh, "Don't." Basically, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm not going to have this right. But about vengeance, and vengeance will be mine, said the Lord. And then you learn about karma, and karma takes place in the next life. And the vengeance will be mine, says the Lord, means that you don't get to decide what happens to that person. Vengeance, the Lord, the Lord will take care of that. I mean, you can do it in the way of, uh, you know, punishment, crime, law. That 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 that's fine on this earth, but. Don't you can't kill this person. You can't take the vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And then, like I said, karma comes along, and now people are talking about instant karma. There is no such thing. Karma, if you study karma, is what happens in your next life. You don't want to believe that? That's fine, but you can't make up instant karma to to make that work for you. We want things now, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, sometimes. You don't get to the the big money. You you might not make that money. You might make what we're talking about. We work hard, and you give that to your kids so that they hope they have a better chance and they can grow it. Warren Buffett talks about why aren't there more people who invest like him? And he said because you no don't want to get rich uh, slowly. Slowly. Mm-hmm. So again, it's this is a process. No one wants to do the process. Everybody wants the check, the big check. And we all, and, and I, I think the downfall, and I, I, I really hadn't thought about this until uh, I was flying out here uh, to Tampa because I knew we were going to talk about this. And I was thinking about just how we need this immediate gratification and where did this come from that it's so strong in us right now. And then I heard some, uh, I've heard a bunch of different things, but I would say MTV Cable television, I know MTV and cable television are the same pretty much because they came up at the same time, 80s. And lifestyles of the rich and famous. I, I, I think somehow, socially, those things contributed into this grotesqueness of, uh, of needing something now. Because up until that point, until you were in someone's home that was rich, you didn't see these things as much. You didn't, you know... When I was a kid, I never saw a Ferrari driving down the road. I see Ferraris now every day. First time I saw a Ferrari is when Norm Nixon flew me out to L.A. from Jersey to come stay with him uh, when he was wanting to manage me. It was the first time I ever seen saw a Ferrari because he owned one, yeah. a drop top. I was like, holy shit. But every kid knows that they want every kid. I don't care if they're in the middle of the country in, in Montana right now. They know that a Ferrari is this level. Right. 
we I didn't know that when I was growing when I when I finally found out about Mercedes and BMWs, I thought that was a big deal, you know? because uh, we saw those. I mean, people had Mercedes, people had BM, BMWs, but there wasn't everywhere. One of the greatest things I ever heard was or read on Instagram and said, uh, why doesn't Lamborghini have a commercial? And it said, because they know that their clientele isn't sitting at home watching TV. TV. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm not putting this on anybody. This isn't on anybody. But it, 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 it constructs us as humans in our desire our desire, and, and I heard some. I heard a was it a comedian that talked about it, especially with he was talking about because he was his people, black people, uh, have had so little for so long that if they will spend money to show that they have something because it's been kept from them for so long. But I don't think that's just with, with, with black folks at all. I think that's people the most of the. For the most part, most people don't have it all. It's a very small group of people that are even wealthy. And then there's a, I mean, rich. And then there's a bit, a, a, a even smaller part that are wealthy. It's not that many people. But so today, when you go to the mall and you see people with not a lot, man, not a lot of money doesn't mean you can pay your bills and that you have savings. A lot of money means, I'll tell you what I think a lot of money means in a second. But when I see people going to the malls and they're walking out with Louis Vuitton and I know that they spent you know, $5,000 on a bag. What do you put, what do you, what, what do you put in your bag? Money. But if you just spend 5,000 on, on the bag, what, what are you going to put in your bag now? Hopes and dreams and, and other people's. Say it louder for all the black people in the back. No. And, and, and other people's desire to look at you and want to be you, even though you aren't who you want to be. Uh, it's crazy, but we've sold this and and there's a reason it's sold. We've sold this dream to keep those people on that top level, rich and wealthy because they need our money now because there's no more of them and they still have to keep putting more in their accounts. So now that's why that's sold to you. Planes, people didn't always go on, on fly the way they do now. People fly all the time, big airports, big money. They ain't flying with you. They're on the other side of the airport and they're private jets. They need your money and they're taking it. They're going to take it till no one has any money except for them. And it's a small group. It's a small group. And this is what kind of has happened in this. You know, uh, when watching the inside job, obviously uh, Lehman Brothers, Merrill Lynch, and the banks that have fucked people. I said in this note, I was like, I understand shit happens, even if it's uh, not accidental. But when it does happen, especially on purpose, how is it that the people who got screwed are not compensated? The people that screw them are rewarded while the people who are fucked stay fucked. What the fuck? Like, how is this allowed? Well, listen, blatant, I'm fucking you. There's nothing you can do about it. We will get rewarded, meaning the banks, and you who have lost your savings, your job, the inability to pay your mortgage, so your home. Bye-bye. 
I'm going to try to explain everything that you asked without money in it and why this happens. First of all, and I'll use money on this one, though. The people who got screwed, only people with no money got screwed. And the reason I, and I know this 100% is because one person went to jail, one, and they, they went to jail for just admitting what everyone else already did, but it's the way that he, I think he might've lied about it in the beginning, whatever, however they got him. He, he was the dumbest one because he shouldn't have gone based on how many people went to jail. He would have been able to walk away from it. I don't know what he did to get himself in jail, but he did. Um, where does that money come from? Where does the money that the government used to prop the banks back up, where does that come from? It comes from the taxes. Okay, yeah. Who pays the taxes? The common man. Yeah. All that money we paid for so that they could fuck us over again because they didn't make any changes. And it will happen again because what happened is, and then when I go back to talking about, especially especially in the 80s, uh, Everybody knowing what everybody else has. And everybody's showing what everybody else has. Everybody wants that. Right. There is so many protective reasons that this should not have happened. But all of them were trying to get their piece of that extra money. Right. And that's the reason this happened. It wasn't because there isn't already systems in place. It's that the systems are human and the humans wanted money. And everyone looked the other way. Now, how come no one goes to jail and how come it got paid for by the taxpayers? And I, and I'm not going to put this on, on Obama because he got there when this had already taken place. But if no one's going to jail and if the taxpayers are paying for it and no one's talking and it was able to happen. And if you watch these documentaries, you're going to the documentary in the movie, you're going to know that people knew you're going to understand that people knew. They had to know all the way up into the top levels of government. And when I say the top levels of government, I mean the top levels voted in holding their positions of government. Otherwise, people would have went to jail. It would have stopped before it happened. Everybody was making money except for you and me. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is there a way you can hold that thought? Because I have to ask this now. Go ahead. And I know we touched upon this a little bit before, and you kind of explained to me why it was still important and relevant. But I got to go again. So if this, and first of all, when you go, this was happening before Obama, my one question also becomes, how far back does it really go? Because it feels like to me, this has gone on since the beginning of time and since people get in political power. And if that's the case, where the people in the higher ups and political power always bail out the bankers and bail out the people with the money and nothing ever happens to these people and we continuously get screwed. What is the point of voting then? Okay. If we're going to vote these people in power to keep doing this over and over with no consequences or repercussions, why is it important that when, and I know you've emphasized this and a lot of people do. And I remember 
when I kind of echoed this a little bit once upon a time ago, D.L. Hewley hit me up and was like, nah, brother, you got to be careful with that. It's important we vote. If we're going to just keep getting screwed, why does it matter? It does matter. It matters a lot because not everybody, uh, I, I think not everybody who goes into politics, I think most people that start off wanting to be in politics want to do better. But this is an ugly business. It's not, it's not what it's supposed to be. So first of all, if you want my answer on this, we're going to have to do, we're, we're dissecting everything that we're going to do backwards. Because if you want to stop this from happening, my first, my very, very first thing that I would do, if, I, if you could do this, and they won't let you do this, and I'll explain why they won't let you do this, because most of you already know, if you're listening and you've been through a, a, a few elections and through the 80s and you're my, you know what this is. First thing I would do is I would make uh, the run for the presidency. You can, you can do how, you run, how we get to our election, but you can only spend X amount of dollars. And that money is given to the candidates. Each, each side puts their candidate in. Whatever their candidate is, you put them in and they get that much money. Each side gets the same amount of money. That's it. You can't raise any money. Everything goes back to the public, to the public where uh, you have to get a certain amount of time. Each one gets equal time on debates. Each time gets equal, all that stuff. And you become relevant, not publicized, not popular, relevant. You make what your platform is relevant. Because you're all going to get the same time and you're only going to get the same money. Now, what does that do? The second thing, I, I'll get to what it is going to do. The second thing that has to go is, uh, now I'm not even going to remember their fucking name. What is all the people that, uh, that they, the, fuck. Merrill Lynch. No, no, no. But they all, everybody has, every group has uh, people that they pay for to go take these uh, politicians out and put some money in their campaigns. And the, the, the lobbyists, oh, lobbyists, oh, oh, oh. lobbyists have to go. There's no reason that they have to have these lobbyists. And if you want to have a lobbyist, then it has to be controlled in a different way. This, and when you said, how long has this been going on before I, I, I want to get to this point? Uh, Reagan administration, when deregulation came really, when it became very strong, they deregulated the airlines, there was deregulation. Deregulation is good for the economy, but to, to under, you would have to, I feel like I'm going to go have to go in circles to explain this the way that I would want to explain it. The economy that we have in capitalism not only has to anniversary itself. Like if you're if you're with a company that's that's in the stock market, that's in your portfolio, you got what, what company do you have? Name a company that you have, or, or just a company that you like. Like in my stock portfolio yeah. or McDonald's. Okay, so McDonald's. McDonald's did ten billion dollars in sales. McDonald's has to do another ten billion dollars in sales the next year, plus. And. They have to not in that ten billion. They can just not only do ten billion, but they have to do so much. Uh, their profitability has to anniversary itself because they have to pay all these investors uh, their dividends, and they want everybody every year wants more than they did the next year. But how do you do that? Well, sometimes you can do it by taking away regulation. Some people can do other things they, that will bring the price down. That, that was what the idea was for deregulation of airlines. That they would bring the price down because there'd be more competition. And then with more competition, people would be able to get cheaper flights. But those people still have to anniversary numbers and bring profit, profitability. And if you have to anniversary all the time, you need new consumers all the time. But they're not always there. So that's, that's the struggle to keep this going. So... Now you have lobbyists that are going in trying to get their 
parts hurt or laws made so that it doesn't affect them or laws prevented from being made so it doesn't affect them because they need these numbers to match up because that's what we've done. All this is matching, right? Now you got your guys over here, the lobbyists who shouldn't be there. That I'd get rid of those guys right away. Congress, you want to run for Congress, you want to run for public office, that's great. You only get a certain amount of money. You can't raise these, these all these huge amounts of money that are being raised for these politicians. How do you not think that they owe anything? When you got people who aren't, who are paying Republicans and Democrats, giving them money for their uh, elections, the same people are giving Republicans and Democrats money for their elections because they want to be on the side that's in the White House. They don't care about their policy. They just want to have the favors so that their lobbyists can go to them so that they have preferential treatment. The system is fucked up. It needs to be cleaned up. It needs to be cleaned, but no one's going to do that because that's going to cost them money. And no one wants to lose more money today than they had yesterday. And when you say no one wants to lose more money, who's the no one? You talking about the big wigs? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you think 30, is $30 million a lot of money? Yeah. If you made $30 million 10 years in a row, would you go, I'm making the same thing I made 10 years ago. It sounds ridiculous. Yes. But is it the truth? Yes, but it sounds ridiculous. But that's that's because if unless you, the math is ninety million, right? After ten years, ten years in a row, ten, you make. I, I don't. I don't even remember what number I threw out. You said 30, 30 every ten years. Every ten. No, I meant you made thirty million dollars every year. Oh, every years, year. For oh, ten okay, years. Okay. I thought you meant every ten years. No. Every, oh. for, for every year you make thirty million dollars, and ten years later you go, I made last decade. I was making thirty million. Why? Yeah, making, that's ridiculous. It's. But wouldn't you want to make more than you did? Yes. I've been at this job longer. I've been putting my effort in. I've been making that company more money. <laughs> okay. Like, you're not wrong. But from where I'm standing, that's insane. But, okay, now, that's the insanity. Now, most of us, most of us, especially I'm a, if you're not in any industry that has multi-billionaires, at the top of the company, which I'm going to, I'll tell you a company that I invested in. That's ridiculous. Uh, if you're the regular guy going to regular, this is why I said, and when this guy said this about money at the beginning of this, and he said money and water. And that's why I said, I envy when I was growing up and I would see these guys that were construction guys and they would go to work early. They would work hard, but they'd come back. They'd be with their family. They would go, they, they had nice little, they had a nice house. They had like maybe a little boat that they went on the weekend. They had things that made their life contained, like happy, like their family, they, they had connection with their kids. I don't know, man. I think some of those, some of these people might trade their life for that happiness. I, I almost wish knowing what I knew now that I would be in a place that I wanted. I, I, I wish that I had that. Kind of, I wish my kids lived next door. I, I wish that I'd, I, my ultimate goal in life was to actually once I had kids was to have some kind of business that we all worked together and that we saw each other all the time. And that's really what I wanted. That, that to me is, is, is a different level of, of living. And yet it's beyond the monetary level. It's about the, the connection level. But most people live a life where they make X amount of dollars. I don't know what the, the current, I think it's 
right around $40,000 a year or maybe it's a lot less than that. It could be less. It could be in the $30,000 a year is what the average American makes. And you want to make, if you make, let's say you just make 38,000, you would like to get a raise. And most Americans, if they get a raise on 38,000, are they going to make, they would be happy to make 40,000 the next year. Yeah. But you know, and I guess it is perspective because in my world, for me, that has existed since being being paid professionally as a comedian from 14 to 47. I couldn't imagine that a reduction to be down to 40,000 a year is a nightmare. It would be a fucking nightmare. Okay. Okay. When I know, depending on where I'm at in the country, I make that in a weekend. Okay. That that's great. That's great for you. And yes, that does work out for you. So, Let's take let let let's take you for a second. Uh, so you may if, let look, let's take a, a, a. I just want to use an actor because it's easier for an actor. And they were making one million dollars a movie, and they were a top bud top actor, right? So then they started getting paid more because they were making more money for their movies. So they got paid more, and they got paid more, and now they're <laughs> making twenty million dollars a movie. If you made twenty million dollars a movie, like I just said about the thirty million dollar guy, and you brought in box office, and you made twenty million on that movie, how much do you want for your next movie? You always want more. Everybody wants more. It's the percentages go up. If I gave you $2,000 on top of your 20 million, what would you say to me? Right. That isn't that, that you didn't do anything. I said, I needed to make more. <laughs> so, I love it. You just brought me to a great next point in the segue. Yeah. So everybody wants more from where they're at. And we created these levels of, uh, of businesses. But some people, especially in the money sector, have created a whole new level that these people were operating on. And that's where we get to where we are right now. Okay. Now, you use the example of actors, whether it's acting or I'll even I'll even go with sports more, more so. Like, like some of these people. Uh, like from Lehman Brothers and Merrill Lynch, and they brought up this one guy named Stan O'Neill. And and he had fucked up somehow. But he went from making 90 million to several hundreds of millions. And I went, what validates a single person getting that much money? A professional athlete is paid based on what their ability and values are because of what they bring to the team, thus making it better. An actor brings his talent, which brings box office, which is a return and a profit. I get it. This guy warrants $20 million a film and a back end. An athlete, a top tier like a, like a LeBron or a Kobe, God rest his soul, or a Shaq, they bring a value that will make that team money. Who are these people where they go from making $90 million to $400 million? What are they doing to warrant that. They're not athletes. They're not fucking entertainers. What, 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 do they have a special skill or something? A special brain? Like what, 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 what validate why you're getting $400 million? I don't know why anybody's getting any of this money. I can't validate what makes... Well, somebody's paying him, correct? Well, because that's what the standard... Okay, uh, a company that was brought up in our last podcast, Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's wanted to be is an environmentally friendly company. They try to hire the right way, pay the right wages. Everybody's supposed to make a living wage that works for them. They wanted 
to get a CEO for their company, but they only wanted to pay what they thought was a reasonable salary for a CEO should make. And I think that they, I, I don't remember exactly what the number was. They couldn't find anybody to take the money. It's a cool company. It's great on a resume. No one would take the money because it wasn't enough because that's not what CEOs make. Everything is set, and sports is a great analogy. Everything is set by the person who makes the top dollar. So when you become better than that person, shouldn't you make more money? And the only way to make more money is that you have to be the next player. And, and then not only on the top dollar, but look at the lowest paid athlete. So if you go at the lowest, there, there's tiers in this too. So there's just the mid, league minimum. So you have somebody that plays on the bench, doesn't really, but then that next player, the one who is in a mid, minimum, that's making X amount of dollars. You tell me that you're contributing and you want to make less than that guy who's making around a million dollars a year. It's preset. I, I invested in this company. Um, it's I'm not going to say which company it is, but it's a high, hydrogen battery company. And I and you know that's kind of where no, I, I got to ask you why you didn't want to say the name because I don't want to promote their stock, and I don't think it's a great buy. Oh, okay, I, I I only asked because this felt like some like what Dave Chappelle alluded to, like some white tomfoolery, some trickery. I, I don't. Well, he goes, white people don't like to discuss their political affiliations. They don't like to tell you who they're voting for. So I was just like, you had asked me what company to give you one of my companies that I was invested. I said McDonald's. But then I was like, well, why you don't want to tell yours? I have money in Apple. If, oh, if that makes okay. Good, oh, okay. I, I, I just yeah, didn't know if it yeah, was no, some I, white trickery. I don't own any of the stock. Oh, anymore. okay. Right. Uh, the company lost money. Their stock is down. And because of the numbers that he had to hit, though, he got a $50 million bonus. Mm. Mm. Now, if that's what you get hired at, and that's your contract, you should get those bonuses. Now, let's go back to what we're talking about in the big short and, and the money. These guys lost money, took money from the government, put their business into bankruptcies. Money came from you and me, and they were able to pay their bills to stay open. They were able to pay what they needed to, not necessarily to everyone, but all the people that had contracts took their bonuses. And they try to make it that they were legally obligated to take their bonuses or that they were legally obligated to pay those bonuses. I think there's a few that didn't take the bonuses, but most of them did take the bonuses. Is it, is it, not, uh, one of the people they showed, uh, or one of the people that I, I knew of, you know, when you watch these movies, like a big short, what was it? Boiler room. We mentioned yesterday. Boiler room. Yeah. With Boiler ben room. Affleck. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It, everybody knows there's money to be made in the stock market and in Wall Street. Is it not possible to become rich without breaking the law? Yeah, there is. But again, Warren Buffett said it would be slow. It'd be steady. You wouldn't get rich overnight. These guys are looking to hit home. $50 million. That's life-changing for anybody else, isn't it? Yeah. They, they want You want the big hit. You want to make it. The, the boiler room, there's an excellent example of what was happening. Anybody, when you could get into the stocks, you could, you, could, you could push a stock. You're ripping off. Someone, listen, if you don't do it slow and steady, you're ripping someone off. Even if it's legal. You're ripping, someone has to lose money. Well, it's legally to rip somebody. There's a legal way to rip someone off. Someone has to lose. <laughs> money, and, and this is where when I said commodity money, 
it's an idea. Money's an idea. Money doesn't exist. You, you bring that piece of paper and they give you something for it. Money isn't built on the gold standard. Our money isn't. Most money, I, I don't think any, you know, I, I think there's some places that still work off gold standard, but internationally money is, is, is you know, when they talk about uh, cryptocurrency not being real, neither is money. It, it, it's backed by the country that it comes from. Okay, so let me make sure I understand it. So you said, say that again about crypto and then the money. Crypto is based on a certain... It's, it's Crypto's m- not real. But then you said neither is money. Neither is money. Now, Bill Maher is as passionate about saying crypto is full of shit as he is about God and religion. And there have been that that fucking guy, and when we were in Miami, Rodney, who bought all our T-shirts up at once. Remember yeah, him? Yeah. He's made millions of dollars in crypto, and he's lost millions recently. Okay, fine, but he's made it. So why is Bill Maher saying it's a it's a pyramid scheme? It it's not real because it doesn't have a true asset value because it's not connected to anything but the miners and what how much of it will be made available. For instance, Dogecoin uh, was something that Elon Musk kind of uh, said that, you know, he, he would go on Twitter and say he was buying, that this was good. It was kind of a crypto joke. It was always supposed to be. And people put money into it. So you put money into it. So now it's worth something. So it keeps building up, but people have to keep buying it. So if you want to buy it, there's only so much of it there you got to buy. But, but Dogecoin, there was plenty of. So Doge, it, that isn't a good example. And this is where we're, we're, what Bill Maher is saying I, I agree and disagree with him. Like that one doesn't have any relevance because there's so much of it that it's always going to be available. So for the prices to go up uh, as much as it did was ridiculous. It, that was, it, it, that didn't, as far as I'm concerned, how it felt, it, it felt unreal. It wasn't, I didn't see any way they could sustain that, that increase. But with uh, like Bitcoin, there's a, there's a certain amount that can be made that can be mined. And once it gets to a certain number, that's all that's available. And then you're going to have a limited supply. And to buy that is where the value is. I do. I, I don't know that it translates, but we're in a digital world now. So a digital currency makes sense on how it's exchanged and how it's moved. But they're going to make the dollars, euros will be made into a digital currency. Eventually they'll figure out how to put that if they can control it. But that that's uh. so is it full of shit when i when i'm on instagram and i see the meme or the, the and the thing says if i would have invested in bitcoin back in 2017 this much money by now today 2022 or 2023 i'd have 24 million if you look at it as like a commodity and bitcoin was this price at that time and you would sell it today it would have that much but you could say the same thing for a stock if i would have bought uh when steve jobs wasn't at, at apple and the stock went down to like 17 cents it's at 150 dollars today so if you would have bought it when it was basically a penny stock when he wasn't there and they were about ready i think it was it might have been 40 it was under a dollar Mm. You could have bought that stock back then before the, uh, what was the music thing that he, that, that really started? The, iPod. The iPod. Before the iPod came out. If you would have bought that stock back then, you would have, you would have been able to take your dollar and turn it into $150. Each dollar would be worth $150 today. 
So yeah, so all this, you could say that about anything that has gone up in value, but IBM, which was the, a big stock back then, isn't worth what it is today. And that was part of Big Blue. That was the that that that's that, that was never going to go anywhere. But things change, times change. The problem with this and the reason I I say this isn't about money, this was about greed. There was there's systems in place this shouldn't have happened. And then there we go with my word. You like that shouldn't should have or shouldn't <laughs> It, it it really, but the it, it was controlled by humans, and humans have an innate weakness to take the three M and M's and not the fucking bag, <coughs> right? And so everybody was grabbing to take this big money because it was just out there. The the guys that you saw in um, in, in um, the Big Short that were that were doing these loans, and they were the real estate agents are selling this real estate because they want to sell the real estate, right? Uh, and now these underwriters are approving these people because they got it. They, they've worked it down. So you didn't need to have any. This is really how really where it gets to the bottom. The people on the bottom end wanted homes because they knew that they were going up in value. Homes were safe investment always because they were very well regulated. 30 year loans. People paid their mortgage every year because they wanted their house. That was at that time. That was the biggest investment that the mo that the average American would make was into their home. So it was a very safe investment for people to invest in homes. So now uh, they changed the way banking's done. They changed the way that a loan application's done. They changed the way that the in, the interest rates are, and they called them predatory loans uh, because you could get a two percent interest loan, uh, but then after it matured and however however the contract was written, uh, that interest rate could go to twenty three percent. So your your payment is ballooning and skyrocketing. Now you can't afford it. But you didn't put any money down or you put a couple thousand dollars down. So in the movie where you see the guy go over and there's a guy living in the house and he said, we're looking, we just want to talk to people that are defaulting on the loan. He's renting the house. So he's paying this right. guy whatever the amount of money is. Right. And this guy's defaulting. And when you default and there's a lot of defaults, you may be able to hold on to your house for at least three months. But it could take you another nine months to get out of it before they can kick you out, before the right. sheriff comes and locks you out. So he could take money uh, from those the, from the tenants all the way up until they closed that house down. And so he's not paying his mortgage. The bank's not getting paid. They're fucking him over anyway. But now he's fucking over the guy who was just renting the house from him. But he's keep he's pocketing all that money. So everybody's getting fucked. The last one holding the potato is the one that gets fucked. When he played musical chairs, the last chair, someone sat down, the person who didn't get the chair, they're the ones that got fucked. That's the system. That's the system that we live in. Right. Whoever's holding it last gets fucked. And that's why when you watch it, the guys that figured out that this was all going to, that this was built on fucking sticks, the banks wouldn't let anyone know because they were trying to improve their place, which was fraud, so that they wouldn't, they wouldn't get hit as hard as they were if, they, if it would have tumbled when it was supposed to. Uh, which would have killed the economy as well. But we would have had a new, I think we would have had a different kind of world because the banks that would have failed, banking would have been changed forever. And in Europe, it did change quite a bit. This country is the one that didn't change it. And if this country didn't change it, again, I go back to, it had to go all the way to the White House. It had to go, I, I it had to go all the way to the Congress. It had to. Because if it didn't, 
why wouldn't they hold people accountable? And how did they have the protections that no one found out about it until, until they did? Now, the deregulation, the people, the economists that were looking at things, they were doing things, I think, partially for the right reasons, partially just to grow the economy. That's the goal is to grow our economy. Our economy is, we're, our, our place in the world order is based on our huge economy in the United States. So it's in the best interest for the government to have the economy growing because that makes us a stronger government around the world. Okay. Everybody needs this. Uh, like in the movie, uh, Big Short, uh, even after they cut to Anthony Bourdain and he explained CDOs yeah. via the halibut example, I still didn't get it. And then, you know, whether it's the CDOs or when Christian Bale, I think he got two million, two hundred million credit default swaps. I'm going, what the fuck does this any? I don't know what this means. I don't know what it means. I don't know how to figure it out. I don't know where would you go to start to figure out what it means. But again, even if you told me, all right, this is what it means. But to get to get this information, this is what you got to do. Is it a class? Is it a you sit in on a session? How, I, I, okay, now I'm this sitting is, there going. Oh. This is where it's about money and not about money. The 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 the, the, the character Christian Bale. Is playing the, the right. guy that he's playing. Um and, and I don't know how true the character is. I don't I, I don't know who it was. But when so, they, they talk about this though in the uh in the documentary too, the, someone figured out that what they were doing. See, no one was checking. This was built on everybody turning everybody. Everybody thought someone else was checking and no one was checking. So the, since no one was watching, it just kept getting more of this, these terrible loans, these terrible investments in, this, in, in these piles. Now, what you said with CDOs and what Bourdain was explaining was, here's the, uh, here's the fish. I have fresh fish. I sell fresh fish and maybe it's $30 for the plate, right? Now, I'm not going to, the next day it's not fresh. It's no longer triple A rated fish. Now it's beef level fish because it's a day old. Oh, I might even sell it the next day. Beef's still good, but now it's not even beef fish anymore. The third day, I'm going to chop it up. I'm going to make it as a stew, and now I'm going to sell this stew for X amount of dollars. But now it's it's rebranded. It's renamed. It's a it's 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 a stew. It's it's better. That's the CDO. They took all these shitty uh, loans that didn't have. Proper documentation, the proper backing, the proper everybody. There were weak loans. They, they, they could. They, they there was a potential for default on these loans. Well, when you take those and you put them into this new pile, but you add a bunch of other stuff that that's bees, and you put it in, and now you raised up its its level a little bit, and you say this is good. It's good. It's good stew. But you put in some fresh vegetables. You put in some other things. You made it. You made it look better. You made it look good. But it's still pieces of shit that's going to fall apart. And, and that's legal. They have them right now again. Is it legal? It, they're not called CDOs. They talked about that. They're called something else now. Okay. It, to package loans together is legal. To, to present them as, as a certain rating is not legal. <laughs> but here's the thing. These things were created... <laughs> God. They were created 
to make money. They were created to so that people. So a thirty year, how much you know? It wasn't enough money for bankers to make a lot of money. So they put these big these packages these these investments together in these packages so that it would be a way for bigger banks to invest in um, in loans because loans if you if when you're watching it loans were usually done regionally because it wasn't a lot of money the bank could depend on someone giving them a little, that money whatever their payment was <clears throat> when my grandfather uh, paid off his house was a 30 year loan it was a 30 year loan his payment on his house was like $68 a month. They were trying to get him a year or two years before his loan was due. They were trying to get him. They, they said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll let you close out the loan and we'll give you 10% off what you owe if you just pay for the loan. And it was like the last three years. Well, if you look at it, $68 a month on what he owed, he was making more money by, keep, by just giving him $68 a month than it would have been by taking a chunk of money out and paying him. So he right. said, no. So he has this, but what is the percentage of interest that that bank was making off a $68 a month, 30-year loan? Not very much. When you could package all these up and they were big, and now you have hundreds of loans and there's interest rates on it. Now there are big banks outside of the region are willing to invest in them because there's more money to be made. But it's tying up a lot more properties. I'm telling you, man, um, everything went wrong to make this happen. But we know that it can go wrong and we didn't do nothing about it. We didn't change enough to fix it so it doesn't happen again. <clears throat> In this country. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. After, after watching the movie and then the documentary, and I know we alluded to it, uh, I want to say last week, uh, with the DL, DL Hewley thing on with Charlemagne talking about on paper, this is what it's supposed to be versus America's reality. And, and that we're talking about racism. Same thing, different, different thing. Yeah, same thing. Okay. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way how to articulate this. It feels like on paper, you're sold this fantasy. That if you work hard and you do X, Y, and Z, there's a formula to getting rich. But it feels like that's bullshit. It feels like this is stacked up against you on purpose. Like unless you either luck up into some money, you're born into some money, or you are an athlete or an entertainer where you can get real rich real fast. Just being a common dude, becoming rich is very fucking... I mean, I, I, I said, you know... That's saying, being broke is hard. Being rich is hard. Choose your hard. But it just feels like this shit is purposely stacked up in a way where this is, this is an Indiana Jones-type obstacle course. I'll tell you another one in there. Being, being what did you say? How, say those two again. Uh, being broke is hard. Being rich is hard. Choose your hard. Staying rich is just as hard. Someone wants your money. It's not, and when you say rich, I mean, and then the levels of rich. If you had $30 million in the bank, are you rich? Yeah, 
in terms of if you if you from a perspective standpoint, depending on your perspective. The guy who got a fifty million dollar bonus from the stock that I was telling you about. Are you rich to him? No. This is why people don't talk about money because the levels of rich are different. This shit is exhausting, man. It depends on what you want. And, and I really mean this. And I, and you know, I, I think that if you're if you are Elon Musk and you have the, the the brain capacity and this is how you work and you don't sleep and you do this and this is what gets you fucking this is what makes you hard, do that shit. People say, hey, Elon Musk has enough to give everybody in this a million dollars. And so we could all be rich. I said this to you before. If we gave everybody a million dollars, how long would it be before someone else had those millions of dollars and everybody else was poor? <laughs> right. And by the way, if everybody had a million dollars, a million dollars isn't rich anymore. Right. So <clears throat> those two things, they, they work against each other. It, money. I, I This is what I personally believe. And I, I don't agree with this guy. I don't agree with you about money on a lot of different things. To do it in a way that you have your integrity, you have who you are and your beliefs, you don't need to be a billionaire. You don't need to be a millionaire. It's nice because it could change the way that you do some things, but man, I would like to have some different things with my family, which I would put you, you know, and, and this is where I go back to where I say, dude, I envy you because you have what I don't. Uh, you know, listen, I'm in a very miserable place right now because it's like, uh, and I, you know, you seeing me craft this joke on stage right now where I'm talking about being too old to date. I'm 47. I don't want to start over. It's just too many. I'm just too old. I, I don't have the time or the patience. And I just go, and I, I, I used to tell both my baby mothers this, it's going to be one or the other. I'm either going to be with you or I'm going to be with you, but I'm not going to start over. And who I really want to be with, it feels like I can't. The other option feels like it won't happen. So I'm just in this miserable space because I'm going, now that I've gone through some of what I've gone through and I'm trying to become financially literate and savvy, I'm trying to not, I definitely don't want to, to just depend on this business to feed me because I know how this business feels about me. So I want to figure out how to feed myself that's got nothing to do with Hollywood. And I truly believe I will figure some things out. I've got some money where I'm prepared to do certain things. But before I make these leaps, I, want, I need to be more educated. My biggest fear is that I accomplish some of these goals and I'm able to get the house I want. I'm able to get the life I want. But now I'm not able to have the things that mean the, what should mean the most. Family kids, someone who I could uh, lean on, love, depend, build with. And now what's coming true to me is what you always say, or, or the, the saying, money don't buy happiness. Uh, because I truly, be, and, and, and somebody else on that same quote with the guy talking about water and all this, they, somebody said, you don't need a lot of money to have a good life. And I responded, no, you need health to have a good life. You need money to have a Great life. Once you, well, well, but let's, wait, wait. No, no, I'm going to let you go. Once you have health and you know you're fine, <clears throat> now what? And I, and I told my, my ex-wife, I was like, 
I'm, I'm in certain ways I'm jealous of Andy because it's hard for me to sometimes be around him and hear him talk to Tara and he goes, yo, I love you. And I know she's saying it back. He gets to come home to someone and go to bed with someone and wake up with someone. And I'm, I'm in this fucking house, this cold fucking house by myself. <clears throat> now, did I put myself there? Yes. Cause I've made some fucked up mistakes, but I'm desperately trying to get, What's supposed to be important in the long run, family, kids, love from your partner, blah, blah, blah. And again, my biggest concern is that I get in a position to where I can have what I want in terms of material and money, but I'm missing the other shit. Um, And when you go, your integrity, I feel like I'm, I'm willing to give up a little bit of integrity. The older I get, man, I'm telling you, I know what I want. I know, you know what I mean? I, I know what I would like. And if I got to, for less of, you know, less of an example, but it's almost like saying I give two fingers to get this. If I got to lop off a little bit of pinky to get what I want, which is, I would use pinky to mean integrity. And eh, fuck some integrity, man. I, I, I don't want to be a horrible human being. And I wouldn't be out to try to hurt people, screw people, or nothing. But, yeah, I could sacrifice some things that most people would go, you should hold on to that. I don't know, you know? Nah, see, I, I, I don't look at it that way. I, I really don't look at it that way. Dude, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and, you know, I, I, I'm not saying this to be like, I don't appreciate this. Appreciate. I get to do this. I appreciate that you allowed me to do this with you because otherwise I would have had a different struggle because I, I came into it in an age where I can't just be poor. You know what right. I mean? I have, I bill, I have, I have bills. I need insurance. I I'm old. I mean, I need a foot doctor. I need, you know what I mean? Right, I, right, I, right. I can't just be my 20. This is why you, this is, I don't think you do comedy in your twenties because you're funny. And, and there are some people in their twenties that are very funny. Eddie Murphy, funny as fuck can't deny any of that but you don't have life experiences that relate to everybody else i think you do it when you're older and i think the reason we have so many comics right now that are in their 40s is because they have had life and they these popular guys look at the people who are on the top a lot of them are very uh, they have a lot of experience they have a lot to give you do it in your 20s one because you'll get better at it so when you have this experience you know how to talk about it guaranteed that's definitely a big advantage but you also do it uh, in your twenties, because you can, because you can live off fucking popsicles and, and, and fucking peanut butter sandwiches, which ironically is made of water. <laughs> it's from water. You need the water. You got. You got to keep it together, and, and so that's why you do it. So at this age, it's harder. But I got to tell you, man, as as this goes on, and I gotten a little older, and I've been on the road with you, <gasps> man. There's days that I'm like going out, and I normally I would go, God, I can't wait to go do this weekend. I like, hear you, and I'm like. No, I'd rather stay home with Tara this weekend and I would rather go do this. And I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather be able to go see my kids. I'd rather go. Do, uh, and, and it's not to shit. I, like I hold comedy at a, in a high regard. Like I put it on a pedestal. Like I owe comedy because I get to eat off comedy. I know I owe you, but I owe comedy. Comedy pays the bills. And when something gives you something that had you, you don't even aren't entitled to. You owe it. I mean, you owe it. There's very few people that I think reach the pinnacle of comedy where comedy owes them a little bit. 
uh, I, I do have some comedians. I feel like comedy that they're they're simpatico. They're they're on the same level. But I oh, so I get mad at myself when I feel that way. But to me, and when I talk about integrity, it isn't. I don't mean integrity where I'm talking about. And you say just to, I'd give up a little. I'm talking about so you can look yourself in the mirror and not feel like you. Like you, like you did something to someone else. You took something from someone. Well, else. yeah, but that—that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't want to be like one of these cold-hearted motherfuckers, these bankers, and know that I'm screwing somebody and getting away with it. But anything shy of screwing somebody or hurting somebody—if I got to nudge a motherfucker to get what I want, I, I'm willing to nudge you, dude. Not hurt you or screw you, but gotta knock you down a little bit. There's some pretty severe shoulders you have to put into people to get to that level there there has to be otherwise every people would do it all the time there there there's a level that you have to be willing you have to be willing to give up a little bit to get to each as you pass every level you know um but i don't i don't agree with you on your like i don't want to talk well, about well, this well, on the podcast. no 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 but <clears throat> here's again this is a little bit where it comes from and to the people that listen to this you can connect the dots because I think I leave out enough clues for you to connect the dots. But like when I played the clip by Dion Cole and he said, man, comics, we got to fucking put on this clown face and perform with people that without people knowing our whole world is collapsing. And the truth is this. Most people, they don't give a fuck what you're going through. Save your fucking sob story. There's a million motherfuckers like you in line who got the same story, but told a different way. So nobody cares. But I'm also going, some of this comes from anger and bitterness in the sense that, you know, when you're responsible for where you go, I bust my ass on this road, I make this money in this industry, and I get to come home and you do nothing but accept this free money. And unless you have worked unless you know how hard it is to make a buck unless you know how hard it is to grind you can't tell me with words i understand you can't tell me you relate you're telling me what you're supposed to say oh i'm so grateful oh thank you for all you do i appreciate what you do and who you are but you really don't because you don't work you don't know what it's like to get up and do things you don't want to do or go through the grind of traveling and, and, and the shit that comes with this. All you know is every week you get free money. So when I sit there and I'm telling you, man, I would love to take a break, but I can't. Man, I'm dealing with the emotions and the, the mental strain of this shit that I just went through when I know it's bogus how that eats at you and how you figure out how to still keep getting up, keep moving forward as that winning is done. And as a human being, you can only take so much. And like Dion said, your world is caving the fuck in, but we got to. And I get to do all of that and still bring you free money. And, and you still act a certain way towards me to lets me know you don't really respect who I am and what I do. So that's why I'm saying when you build all of that up, my intention would never be to want to hurt somebody or take advantage of somebody. But I'm so sick of being where I'm at that, hey, whatever I got to do, what I got to fucking do 
to get it off. Fuck it. You know, I don't know if that's a phase, a moment, or that's about now I'm kicking into a different mode of survival. See, I don't, I, I don't think you're kicking into a different mode. Of, I, I'm going to ask you, I didn't really do this on the podcast, but I'm going to, I think I can say it in a way that I'll say it on the podcast and it feels all right to me. If I kicked you in the right nut, how would it feel? I'm sure it's painful as you kick me in the left nut. Okay, so which nut would you rather me kick you in? Depends on what I get after you kick me. Which one would you prefer? It won't matter depending on what you give me. Okay. But wouldn't you prefer not to get kicked in the nuts? Absolutely. Okay. But you continue to go to a place that you get kicked in the nuts. Because you don't want to take the chance that there's a non-nut kicker out there that could give you all those things. If the, if, the, if the person doing the kicking is wearing a heel, they're all out there. The world is full of those. But maybe there's one that don't want to kick you in the nuts. I, I, I've, I got lucky. Bitch is... I got lucky and found one that doesn't want to kick me in my nuts. It's out there. You, you, you. Uh... Let me try what that white is like. What is that white like, nigga? <laughs> That's what I'm, that's, I might be fucking up there. What is that white like? Dude, I'm a bad example for you because my white is is white to you. But to the whites, I ain't that white. Uh, I meant I meant in terms of a white woman. Oh, and the white woman? Yeah, what is that white woman? What is that white like? Well, yeah, I, I guarantee you, you would not like the white woman. <laughs> I love Tara. I love Tara, but she does not come with all the accoutrement. <laughs> And I and I and I'm saying that jokingly because I I know white women could even be white women get harsh when it's time to it, that's a woman thing period but I know white women can get harsh though when it's time to collect Tara like I like you you know when you talk about this I, I, I honestly dude it made me want to be a better person because I am feel so fortunate. That I found someone. Yeah, I know you black. Dude, look at how you talk. I am feel so fortunate. Yeah, okay. You was a nigga, Andy. I feel so fortunate to find someone that balanced me out, that we have the same, we don't have to have the same interest, but we have the same goal. And we, we, we're, it just works. Now, hey, do I see girls on the street that I would go, damn, yeah, but. What would that let, let's say let's say I made that move. Let's say I made that move and I got that 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 one that just made me go, whew. But that was a kick in the nuts every single day. I would be dying to get back to the one that massaged my fucking nuts. Well, maybe these broads I'm fucking with need to be punched in the pussy. I, I, so I, they can know what I'm knowing, which they don't know, because ain't nobody punching them in the pussy. While I'm getting kicked in the nuts. I, I, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to, I really didn't want to even say that here. I just, dude, there, there is people out there who match up and, but it's work. It's work to, I, I feel lucky. I, I am one of the luckiest people. I got two kids that I can't believe I had anything to do with. And I got a girl that I can't believe that this works out for me. And all I do is go on the road and tell jokes. My life, I should be paying someone for this life. I shouldn't even be getting paid for this life. That's why I owe it to comedy. That's why I owe my girl. That's why I owe my kids. 
Anytime you feel ready, you can cough up half your check to me, nigga. <laughs> I, dude, you know what's funny about that though? I'd give you, I, I'd give you half my money, and you would look at it and laugh and give it back because it's like well, when we talk about perspective. Perspective. There you go. When you look at that, when it was like it's like putting two thousand dollars on the twenty million dollar check and saying, "Well, there's your raise." You'd be like, "Fuck that!" I made seventy dollars working at the boutique. <laughs> Here, Johnny, put that with the rest. Now we've got two hundred million and seventy dollars because I want to do my shit. Eddie Murphy raw. That was so good. Yeah. When did you gonna get the job at the boutique? Jesse, I mean, Tim, that put it with the wrist. You man, man, two hundred million dollars. The ends of meat like a motherfucker. <laughs> you. It's work, man. I know. I know. No one. Again, I love that Warren Buffett saying, though, man. No one wants to get rich slow. But that is everything in our life. Rich is not necessarily have to have to correspond with money. I just wish slow didn't coincide with age, because again, that's that's like the that's like the the most foul blessing and curse. Every you got you got a hundred million dollars finally, but you're seventy. But you know what? And this it's is, not the same thrill. But this is part of the. I remember when I was young. When I was young. When I was young. When I was in high school. When I was in uh, junior high school. When you did see a guy in a Porsche, how old was the guy? The guy old. was old. And you were like, man, that's a waste on that guy. Yeah. But now, you see young people in Porsches don't appreciate the fucking shit and uh, are ripping people off to get to where they are. I'm not saying yeah, everyone, but they got one. Damn yeah, it, man. I, I don't know. All I know is when we talk about starting. Whether it's in your relationship, whether it's making money, whether it's every, and everybody says, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting old. I didn't start doing comedy until I was 42. And the reason I'm so really happy, I, I actually started sooner than that. I did six months of comedy and, and then I got a divorce and I had to take care of my kids and I didn't do comedy for five years. So here, but here's what I'm trying to say. If you start at 42 to put your shit together, you're still younger than when you're 42 in a day. And every day that you wait, you get older. So there is no better time to start doing what you need to do when you know you need to change it than right now. I guarantee it. That's it. There's nothing else that can be said. All but right. when I said integrity, I want to go back to this last thing because of this movie. And I know we're at time and I got to say this. And I watch myself on this. And I'm telling you, integrity is important. <clears throat> when you're driving... And uh, there's this area in uh, where I live where it, it switches into one lane uh, and then the, the other lane turns left. And I need to take that lane to turn left, but that lane always gets backed up. So what a lot of people do is they'll go past the lane, they'll stay in the, the straight lane and they'll get right up to where it turns left and then they'll try to fight their way in or cut off someone so they can make that left turn and not wait in that line. And you watch that happen enough and then you want to do it. You want to do that because you don't want to wait and no one else is waiting. But all those other people that he's cutting off, they did wait. And they put the effort in to do it with integrity to make that left turn. Right. I had to retrain myself not to do that because I started to do that. And I was I, I was cutting other people. I was doing what everyone who takes a shortcut does and lost my integrity, making the people behind me mad because I did something to them that I would have been mad if someone did to me. Right. And that's basically what this, I, I don't want to say that the big short was that, uh, or that 
what this banking is, but it is. Everybody wants to take a shortcut to get there, but you're just fucking over someone else. Warren Buffett, no one wants to take a long time to get rich, to get rich slowly. I mean, if you want to do it right, if you want to do it and you want it to last, if you want to do it, that you can look at yourself, you can look at you, who you are. Right. Yeah. You may not get there because of what age you are. I'm not going to get there at the age that I am where I would like to be, but maybe I can leave something to someone else so that they can get there. I'm looking at it that way. Man, start today. Start today because tomorrow, your excuse is I'm, I'm going to be even older. So you might as well start today. There it is. Um, all right. You want to know where we're going to be? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. More older I get, I'm turning into Nick Nolte. God damn it, Randy. Ah, shit. Oh, oh fuck. Oh. You're going to find us at the Ontario Ooh, Improv shit. out there in California, December 1st through the 4th. Then you're going to see Aries. If you want to see Aries, hey, everybody in LA who never gets to see Aries because uh, it's hard to perform in LA because it's just a showcase shows, basically. You can catch him at Club... Uh, Barra, B-A-H-I-A. I'm probably saying it wrong. B-A-H-I-A uh, in Los Angeles. And he's going to be there on the 22nd. It's a great time to come see him. and be out there in California for all you people who keep asking when he's going to be there. Boom, he's there. Boom. December 29th to the 31st. That is our uh, New Year's special in Baltimore. We're going to be out back in... Whew, that's, we haven't back been out in rat country. <laughs> we haven't been... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been to Lexington Market in a long time. I'm going to go buy and take a picture and just bring it to Aries. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind going by just to see what's the change. I'm, I know they had to make a change. What if it was all polished up and clean? You wouldn't go back in? Man, dude, it, it would have to be pristine. Nigga. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would have a hard time because of what I did see. But, man, the food was good there. <laughs> But th- th- that crab cake place that was down the front, that yeah. was fun. But, you know, maybe I just, rat is good. <laughs> <laughs> January 5th through the 8th, uh, we're going to be at uh, Helium Buffalo. Uh, man, I'm really looking forward. It's going to be cold as fuck, but I'm looking yes, forward to being out is. there. And so put on your coats and come on out. My bowels is bubbling, nigga. Yeah, and we're going to break down. We're going to go have some uh, buffalo wings in the home of the buffalo wings. January uh, 12th through the 15th, we're going to be at Helium in St. Louis. And January 27th to the 20th, Toledo Funny Bone. There it is. Back in the Ojai. Oh, I might have played. You know, I am really, when I say I'm down to nothing, I am down to the last few artists I can play before. I think I'm starting to play. These are motherfuckers I ain't never played before. Uh, Or people that I have. played before so here it goes uh lil yo de pac man uh lil yo de pac man like savage original video shot by digital graphics on youtube again didn't follow directions only a youtube video steve will put his steve on it and uh make it happen there it is i don't even think we talked about money or the movie. No, we did. Absolutely, we but did. Check, check out that movie, uh, 
I really recommend if you want to if you want to see how this happened and why it happened, watch the uh, watch the Big Short first, and then go back and watch Inside Job. I, I think it breaks it down a little bit better. I know I didn't explain it well. I explained it where I understood it in my head, but uh, man, sending any questions and and, and, and niggas quit uh, buying Louis Vuitton luggage uh, and then going on the airplane and walking to a coach seat. If your luggage don't match your seat, it don't count. Get your priorities straight, goddammit. You don't even need to fly. Don't listen to him. Don't even fly fucking first. Absolutely listen to me. Fly first if you want to see what it's like. But then here's what here's here's what here's what people who have if you if you're gonna elevate your luggage, why not elevate the rest of your life? Fuck fuck the luggage. Don't even do that. Here's what you do. You go and if you get a business, someone gives you flies you in and they fly you on first class. I've done this, so fuck it. I, I'll just tell you the truth. They fly you on first class, return that first class seat, get a coach seat, keep the money, sit in the back, shut the fuck up, and instead of having a nice comfortable seat for two hours, have a fucking extra $300 and go spend that, put that in the, put that in the CD and get that 20 years later and see if it's worth anything. You listen to the Jew, you make progress. You listen to the nigga, you got a shenuganak. Yeah, I, I like first class. I like it when they upgrade me to first class. I ain't paying for that shit. Here <clears> we go. Bye. Three at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former intercontinental champion of the world, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm in the streets like a savage. Macho man ran a savage. I'm in the streets like a savage. Macho man like Randy. Bought the world with no grease. Ice, ice, ice white like Sandy. And I'm really off in the streets. And you niggas can't ban me. I'm shitting on niggas like Witherspoon. Why you hating like Stanley? Why you hating like Stanley? Macho man ran a savage. I'm in the streets like a savage. Macho man ran a savage. I'm in the streets like a savage. Sleep bridge, no bandits. Breeze high, no landing. Undone for the Grammy. Ice white nose candy. Captain Jackson, no Janet. Make the wish, I grant it. Play with my life, you get damaged. Face card, branded. In my hood, I ran it. Loose lips, they sink ships. Bitch, I'm talking Titanic. Situations don't panic. Ride around with the Draco. I spray you up, no Mako. Bitch, spitting like Jayco. 4 4 in my Faygo. I need a plug where the Yay go. Bitch, I'm going where the Yay go. Pretty bricks like Legos, pretty bricks like Legos. Macho man ran a savage, in the streets like a savage. Macho man ran a savage, I'm in the streets like a savage. Macho man like Randy, bought the world with no grease. Ice, ice, ice. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look!
You can get a doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it? 